1: to Politics by Faith, brought to you by Patriot Gold Group and Public Square. Grateful you're here. Hate to do this story, but this is why we have this podcast to talk about things that cause a lot of anxiety and then lean into it and help us work through it. We're going to talk about the school shooting at that small Christian school outside of Nashville. Three nine-year-olds were killed along with three adults, the principal, a substitute teacher. Think about that. Why was that substitute teacher there that day? And the janitor. So what happened? So this was Monday morning, 1013. A woman entered the school through a side door, began, uh, or, or broke the glass, was shooting the glass, then uh, walked around. We, we have footage now. We have security camera footage. And she's just meandering through the hallway pretty slowly. Police arrived on scene by 1027. She was shot dead, 14 minutes. I can't help but think of Uvalde, Texas, where that 18-year-old murdered, I believe it was 19 students and two teachers. Do you remember how long he was in the school for? Before police ever ran in? One hour and 14 minutes. One hour and 14 minutes. So good thing at least this Nashville Police Department learned some lessons. And in only 14 minutes, they entered and she was shot dead. The Nashville police department also released the body camera footage already of what happened. And I I was hesitant to, to play this, but I think it's important for a couple of reasons. First, it can, it can take you there. So you can, you can imagine you can feel it, but also the heroism of these police officers is incredibly moving. They were trained, they were prepared and they executed in a powerful way and saved a lot of lives. And I think that's worth lifting up. If you don't want to hear this, it is uh, a minute and a half. So you can just do, 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 skip forward a little bit. Here's the body camera footage.
2: Shots fired, shots fired, move. In air, right, right, right. <laughs> Push to the LPBO. Push to the LPBO.
0: Go right. Move. Move. Watch out. Watch out. Stop moving. Stop moving.
2: Watch left. Watch left. Suspect down. Suspect down.
1: well done men well done imagine them getting the phone call getting the 911 call knowing what was going on arriving at the school going into the school well done wow i feel the opposite of of when uvalde happened uvalde there was there was such shame oh what has happened to men in america that whole thing and this is oh this is encouraging how wonderful those uh, police officers did we police have seen and i don't care to see but a manifesto uh, apparently the person who did this sent a text message a couple text messages to or an instagram messages to a friend from school said so basically that post i made on here about you that was basically a suicide note i'm planning to die today capital letters this is not a joke You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. This is my last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life. Audrey, and then in parentheses, Aiden, we'll get to that. And she said, Audrey, you have so much more life to live. I pray God keeps and covers you. She says, I know, but I don't want to live. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I just need to die. I wanted to tell you first because you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen and known all my life. My family doesn't know what I'm about to do. One day, this will make more sense. I left more than enough evidence behind, but something bad is about to happen. F- friend, what are you doing? What are you doing, friend? Uh, let, I I got to table that now. I'm gonna get too upset. Let me let's come back around to that. How could this the friend have not done anything more? Anyway, it was just a couple hours later when she went and killed three nine year olds and three adults. What? No matter how hard you try. I cannot, get, I cannot get to that level of depravity to be able to see a nine-year-old, an innocent nine-year-old and shoot them and then do it again and again and to have time to think about it. That's, that's the haunting thing about the security camera footage is because she's walking around pretty aimlessly. Like, she's not running, sprinting. <laughs> Plenty of time to think and turn back. All right, that's what happened. So what, what's really going on? It is uh, a knee-jerk reaction in our culture to go right to mental illness. And yes, of course. Uh, I forgot to say, this person is transgendered. So born a woman, living as a man. 28 years old, former student. So the person has mental illness. No question. But to stop there is not enough. Our culture goes to mental illness because we think of everything as the brain. In our culture, we don't have the vocabulary for the heart and the soul. We don't think about those things. We just go right to the brain. Our culture, therefore, because it doesn't talk about the heart or the soul, never talks about sin. And when we don't talk about sin, we have made sin very small. We have made sin uh, like when you say a swear word or when you cut someone off in traffic or something like that. We don't have a proper view of the wickedness, the totality, the all-encompassing evil that is sin. And when we make light of sin, well, you're going to keep doing it. You know, sin's often translated as missing the mark. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's true. But it's not just an innocent mistake. That's, like, that's, what, that's what we've turned it into. we turned to sin into like a little innocent mistake. Now, sin is a willful act of disobedience against God. And if you truly understand how awful it is, how wicked and depraved it is, then the more you will want to repent of it. This is something we like to do on the show. This is why I like to go back to some uh, ancient literature to talk about different uh, vices, because the way that uh, the ancients described vice as, as disgusting and decrepit and smells noxious and it's slime, and it was like the way they describe these vices, how we need to think about these things, but we don't. We think of sin as as uh, oops, sorry, I bumped into you in the in the grocery store aisle or something like that. No, no, no. it's way worse than that. Little insight from Paul Washer uh, about what sin is. He said sin is always a sin against God. It's not a sin against man. It's not a sin against society or nature. You are sinning against God. That's what David said in Psalm fifty-one: "Against you, you only, I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight. You and you only, God. Sin is a hatred of God." jesus said if you love me you will keep my commandments so if you don't keep his commandments you lack the proper love of god paul talks about haters of god romans 130 he says no greater indictment could be made against fallen man not loving god is at the very heart of all rebellion that romans 1 uh, says they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness evil covetousness malice full of envy murder strife Deceit, maliciousness. They are gossipers, slanderers. Like the King James Version says backbiters, haters of God. There it is. Insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. That's sin. Third point sin is rebellion and insubordination, and sin is treachery. It's treachery, it is betrayal. Paul Washer says all sin. Is a betrayal of the one who created us and lovingly sustains our lives. And finally, sin is an abomination. Quote, above all things, sin is an abomination to God. An abomination before the Lord is a foul, disgusting, abominable thing. It is detestable and loathsome to God and an object of his hatred. It's Proverbs 6.16. In the scriptures, all sin is an abomination and to sin is to act abominably. Proverbs 28.9 declares, he who turns away his ear from listening to the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Proverbs 15.8 declares that the lifestyle and sacrifice of the wicked are an abomination. (laughs) So this is how we need to view sin. It is a sin against God. It is hatred of God. It is rebellion and insubordination and treachery. It's an abomination. It's not, oh, I made an innocent mistake. That's not what that is. Sin is bad, and that's why I'm, I'm hesitant to even say that this person was mentally ill, although of course, obviously, but that provides this like sort of protective cover, an excuse to to, oh well, they did it because, you know, their brain chemistry is a little off. No, it is sin. This person is a sinner. One of the sins is murder. You shouldn't murder people. And that comes from anger in their heart and that is a sin the devil got a foothold and her anger led her to kill people that is a sin we need to call it what it is and we need to root all of it out of our lives and our hearts as well let's get to the lament i don't want to i don't want to do i don't even want to (laughs) just want to avoid it but we have to it's important important we can't fully rebound we can't fully bounce back unless we lament I just the families involved they're just they must just be gutted it's so heartbreaking nine nine years old you drop your kid off at school and you never see him again you drop your sweet precious nine-year-old off at school and you never see them again one of the nine-year-olds who was murdered in cold blood for no reason, and imagine that moment just before. Her dad, I don't know if it was the pastor at that church or a a pastor at a church, and you just see pictures as a beautiful family, a picture-perfect family, a family you would look at and think, nothing bad could ever happen to this family. Of course, that's not true. They are just going to be just destroyed forever with, Why me? Why me? When I try to think about one of my kids dying, the thing that makes me the saddest is the loss of all the little moments, the loss of the kisses goodnight, the bedtime stories, the breakfast around the table, all the little joys. Oh, how was your day at school? Like all those little things. But it's also the loss of all of the joys and little things that would have happened in the future. So my daughter's five, and I just think of my daughter just because this pastor had a nine-year-old daughter who was killed. Um, Grace is five. She's amazing. And I love all our little moments, but I also look forward to her being 15. And ha- I mean, I don't, I don't want, you know, I feel like I want it to go slowly, but I, I do look forward to it because we'll have a different relationship than we have right now when she's five and and it'll be great. And and that's gone now. This 28 year old took it from these parents, took that joy, took those moments robbed this family of so much. You can rob a bank account and it is nothing compared to this theft.
0: Mother's Day is just around the corner and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the a limited edition skincare sets featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire! Huh?
2: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I
1: also lament, unless that's the most important lament. No question. A minor lament is that this will be blamed on Christians. So the media got themselves in a pickle because they started saying that the murderer was a woman. And then it turned out to be a transgender woman. So, or a transgender person. So, so the woman was really want, wanted to be known as a man. So, the media is like, oh, sorry, we misgendered the woman. So, it was actually a man who did this. It wasn't, it was a woman. Oh, but what would drive a transgender person to do this? Oh, well, don't you know? Tennessee just passed a law. ABC News did this. Actually, I got the clip of it. Here's the clip. Audrey Hill was a identified herself as a transgender person uh state of tennessee earlier this month passed and the governor signed a bill that banned transgender medical care for minors as well as uh, a law that prohibited adult entertainment including male and female impersonators after a series of drag show controversies in that state see how that worked see the the mental gymnastics that they did see the the left in the media has a, a game they like to play how can you blame this on conservatives how can you blame this on conservatism and uh, they are judged on two factors how quickly can you get there and how creatively it's like figure skating the figure skating out there they're still judged on like two different things is like technical and and artistry or something the same thing with the media how quickly can you blame conservatives and how quick how quickly and how how uh, creatively so that's what well, this. This is. Uh, oh well, sh- she did it, or he now did it because uh, the, the, they, they won't let uh, Tennessee pass a law that won't let children have puberty blocking drugs and won't let drag queens perform for children. This murderer was neither of those things. She was 28, so she wasn't a child, and she wasn't a drag queen, so it's completely irrelevant. But it was still the evil Christian bigots who made her do this. And clearly, the the Christian school wounded her in her youth. They did not. They did not recognize her transgenderness which caused her, uh, him to do this. And it's the Christian's fault. And now because it's in Nashville, you're gonna get uh, all these country music stars. you are gonna come out and call Christians bigots and all this other stuff. It's just, it's, it's gonna be characterized as this murderer was acting in self-defense. She or he was, a, it's she, she was attacked first. She was attacked first by the state of Tennessee. She was attacked by Christians. She was attacked by bigotry and she was acting in self-defense. That's how these monsters are going to spin it. Before we get to the biblical story, I want to thank one of our sponsors, Patriot Gold Group. The economy is not good either. We'll save that for another episode. There's bank runs. Bank runs? Uh, China and Saudi Arabia are talking about using the yuan, the Chinese currency, for oil purchases. That's the end of the U.S. dollars, the reserve currency. Listen, you know, you, you get... It's not going well. I bought gold. I have gold. Hard actual, like I own it. Like I have it in my possession. I have physical gold. And I bought it from Patriot Gold Group. I suppose there's a lot of places out there to buy it. These guys were spectacular, wonderful in every way. Quick, it's like shockingly easy. (laughs) Like unbelievably easy for gold to show up at your front door. And Consumer Affairs, rated them the top rated, Gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. They also have a no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be turned into physical gold or silver. Give them a call. Tell them you know Mike Slater, one 617 6122 one 617 6122 Tell them you know Mike Slater. You get a free investor guide today and they'll take great care of you. Patriotgoldgroup.com. Patriotgoldgroup.com. And Thank you, Patriot Gold Group, for sponsoring what we do here. Thank you for believing in what we do here. So let's get to the Bible. I heard this word this morning, and I wonder if people are going to roll with it. Resentment. That this woman had resentment towards this school. Media interviewed someone who knew her when she was in the third or fourth grade, when she was at the school, and they're like, yeah, she was fine. Nothing out of the ordinary. So who knows what happened in her life, in the school, outside of the school, that caused her to have so much hatred towards the school and the people in it. But when I think of resentment, I think of Hannah. Because when you have resentment, like most things in life, you, there's a choice on what to do with it. It's a lot like anger, like anger isn't always bad. There's a righteous anger, or it can rot you and destroy your life. It's just what you do with it. And the same is true with resentment. Hannah had resentment, but she always had a choice. She didn't have any kids, And and that was shameful back in that time to be a woman who couldn't have any kids. And she was full of resentment. Why me, God? Why me? Why are you not giving me a child? Now, with that resentment, she could have gone on a murderous rampage. Or she could go to God with it. And that's what she did. 1 Samuel 1.10, in her deep anguish, deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli, the priest, observed her mouth Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving but her voice was not heard Eli thought she was drunk and said to her how long are you going to stay drunk put away your wine not so my lord Hannah replied I am a woman who is deeply troubled I have not been drinking wine or beer I was pouring out my soul to the Lord do not take your servant for a wicked woman I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief some translations translate that as anguish and resentment there's so much great stuff here so she is deeply troubled the king james version says she was in bitterness of soul bitterness of soul why why me that right quote i am a woman of a sorrowful spirit this murderer in nashville had bitterness of soul but she didn't go to god with it and that last word grief or resentment the hebrew word means wrath wrath anger indignation spite sorrow do you get the 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 intensity of it that's what she felt she felt wrath it wasn't like oh i'm so sad it was anger why me spite wrath but she was pouring out her soul to god she went to god with it, and god answered her prayer and then she held up her end of the vow as well and gave birth to samuel and gave samuel to uh to the lord but When you feel resentment, you have a choice. You have a choice. Don't let the devil get a foothold. Ephesians 4.26, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Get it out of your heart. Get rid of that resentment. It will only destroy you from within. To the point where you could even murder an innocent nine-year-old. Three of them. And you're like, oh, I could never. Okay, sure. But you could do lots of bad things. That's one of the points I, I try to make, and I'm never good at doing this. It, it doesn't come across, and I don't know how to describe it better. For every school shooting, there's so much more pain, destruction, sorrow, grief, resentment out there that doesn't make the news, right? For every school shooting, there's 10 murders. For every 10 murders, there's 100 attempted murders. For every uh, 100 attempted murders, there's 1,000 drug overdoses. For every 1,000 drug overdoses, there's 10,000 people who almost take enough drugs to overdose but may not overdose fully. And for every 100,000 drug overdoses, there's a million people who are in depression and despair, right? So we just hear about the one school shooting. It's like, no, no, it's way... Way worse than that. There's so much self-destructive behavior out there because the devil has got a foothold. All right, Slater. So what's in my control? We got to be more like Hannah. When you feel that, go to God. Pour out your soul. That's what she says she did. She said, I'm pouring. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. That's what we need to do. What else? That next line from Ephesians so I started with Ephesians, uh, it was 431. Get rid of all the bitterness, rage, bra- uh, brawling, slander, along with every four malice. Get rid of that. The next line, be kind and compassionate to one another. Be kind and compassionate, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. This is the process. Know you're a sinner. God forgave you. So forgive each other. Be compassionate to others. But if you don't understand the, the depths of your sin, then you'll never be grateful for forgiveness. And then you won't be forgiving to others. And you'll think that you're the center of the universe and everything revolves around you and everyone is out to get you. Because you don't understand how bad you are and how good God is. Step into the world of power, loyalty.
2: You can now watch new episodes of the No Spin News live on Samsung TV+. Plus. Tune in each weeknight at 8 p.m. on The First TV for breaking news, honest analysis, and the best election coverage in America. Please join me, Bill O'Reilly, at The First TV now available on Samsung TV+. Plus. Start watching today on your Samsung television, Galaxy devices, or the Samsung TV Plus mobile app. Check out the No Spin News each weeknight at 8 p.m. on The First TV, Samsung TV+. Plus.
1: So first, be like Hannah. Number, Bring it to God. Pour out your soul. Number two, be kind and compassionate to others. Number three, speak the truth. Speak the truth. People are so afraid to call sin what it is because the highest virtue in today's modern world is tolerance. And if you say the truth, then you are not being loving, you're not being caring, and you're being divisive. That's what they say. Now, they're right about one of those, right? Uh, The truth is not unloving. They're wrong about that. The truth is loving. There is nothing more loving than telling someone the truth. The truth is not uncaring. You would only tell the truth to someone you do care about. Otherwise, why even bother? But they are right about the divisive part. (laughs) (laughs) There's no question about that. Jesus said he's coming to bring the sword to divide. Wide path, narrow path. Heaven, hell, lost, saved. It's black and white. It is divisive. So pick aside. Pick aside and speak the truth. Titus 1, 9 is speaking about elders, but we should all do this. Titus 1 9 says he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Oh, but that's not tolerant. Actually, let me give you the whole verse. The whole verse is good. Start with verse 7. For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. Love that line. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. We are called in love. To tell the truth, because that is love, even if it is divisive. Actually, it, it will be divisive. The truth will be divisive, period. Not, well, it might be. It is divisive. It will be divisive. It will divide those who believe it and those who do not. And do not be afraid of that. Be fearless. Be fearless. God is with you. So what's our final thoughts later? Before I tell you, we'll talk about Public Square. It's an amazing app. You have to download it. How have you not? It's totally free. It will always be free because it's about connecting you with like-minded people, with people who share your values, so that you can spend money and support the businesses that are on the same page. And I love their Instagram account. It'll say, "Stop buying this. Instead, buy this." And it'll give uh, like a, a real conservative company that's just the same as this super woke company but stop giving your money to woke companies. <laughs> give it to people who share your values, who want to save this country. Give, it, give your money to people, support businesses that love this podcast, that believe in everything that we're talking about here. Don't we want to support those types of people? We want to lift up those people. Those people are hustling. They're trying their best to start a business to provide for their family, to thrive in their business. Let's support them. Not not, it's not charity. I mean, they're giving you an amazing product or service in return. But where are these people? I want to I want to be part of it. I want to help them in what they're doing. So download the app and just start easy. Start small like I did. Local restaurants. And go to a restaurant that shares your values. Coffee rest Fine. Go to a coffee shop that shares your values. Start there. And then there's every single category you can imagine around you. The app is called Public Square. Totally free download in the app store. Public Square. PublicSQ.com. So what are some final things to think about? Okay, well, the murderer, Psalm 11, 5, the Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked, those who love violence, he hates with a passion. Wow, how can that, like, it's unbelievable that sometimes the scriptures are so, no, not sometimes, I mean, they're always spot on, but sometimes it's like, how could you be that, that spot? The ESV is, uh, the Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. The murderer will have to face God for what she did. Revenge is not for us. Romans 12, 19 says, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. It may be easy for us to say, if you're not directly connected. The news cycle has probably already moved on. But we can use this as a moment to prepare for when tragedy strikes you. Will you leave room for God's wrath? Will you leave room for God's wrath and not take it upon yourself? Hebrews says, see to it that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. No root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. Look what the bitterness did to her. We cannot let it spring inside of us. Politics by Faith. Mike Slater.